Welcome to A Better Way Financial Radio with Frank and Nick Guida. I want to get back to something here real quick that uh, I was looking at the other day, my bank account, and uh, I have a money market. I'm pretty frugal with my money, and and I like to know that it's there, and I've got more than a six-month emergency fund in my money market. Then I was looking at, wow, I made a whole dollar of interest in my money market. I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, uh, I am, I'm rich now, but... Is it to the point where, all right, I got to be doing something with this other than just letting it sit there in my money market? Should I invest that? And in- Well, there's a, I mean, if you have beyond six months worth of, uh, of savings sitting there in a money market earning well under 1% interest, it's probably a little bit too much, you know, just sitting there not doing anything for you. For instance, you may not realize this, Doug, but there is uh, an opportunity right now given by the federal government to uh, to be able to earn a guaranteed 7.12% interest on your some lazy money that you just have sitting in the bank. Really? Yeah, and it's uh, it's through a program called I bonds, and so you know that might be something that you want to look into. Now there's a there's a maximum on how much that you're allowed to put into it, but uh, but you know having a guarantee of over seven percent fixed Heck interest yeah. today is something that certainly would be a great thing for some FDIC lazy money. FDIC insured, FDIC insured, federally backed <clears throat> and insured. Now if you're out there listening and say, hey, you know that's a heck of a lot better than any other fixed interest rate opportunity that are out there, give us a call. We can walk you through that process and being able to have that guaranteed uh, 7.12% interest mm-hmm. offered through iBonds today. Just give us a call at 610-440-1700. We can walk you through how to be able to attain that. And I think that that might help resolve some of uh, some of that excess lazy money that you might have that you don't want to put at risk, Doug, but, mm-hmm. uh, but some money that you want to still earn a decent return for you. You know, Doug, it, it yeah. kind of reminds me a little bit about uh, this couple I'm working with right mm-hmm. now because Mm-hmm. Like Nick said, this type of thing is, is wonderful, but right. it's also very limited. You know, you can only put a certain amount of money in it. I'm sitting here with a couple, and the husband is 70, the wife is 61, and these guys do really well. I mean, they're, they're, they're still working, and, and they make between income, uh, you know, from business and uh, Social Security and, and pensions. They're they're making $300,000 a year. They're wow. making, making good money. Their portfolio, though— I kind of noticed their portfolio for people making that kind of money wasn't as large as you would expect. I figured it would. Yeah, you would have figured they'd have a really, you know, sizable portfolio. But their portfolio was only $1.3 million, you know? Huh. And, and I was kind of wondering why. And But then the further I, I looked into it, you know, what I found was that nearly all of their money was in the bank, earning next huh. to nothing. Why? Well... You know, sometimes folks are so conservative or don't understand the market or in his case, he really thought that the market had gone so high that it really wasn't going to go up anymore, that it would only go down. So that's the problem is that all these years, he really could have probably had, you know, a portfolio two, three, four times the size of what he has now. Uh, But because all these years he's had it in the bank earning next to nothing here. It's a real problem. So the first thing I did was I said, well, you know what? We need to talk about some of your some of your thoughts and what you're thinking. You know, he was really damn it that he didn't want to lose money. You know, understandable. So he was putting his money in the bank. And I said, look, inflation right now is, geez, for the year, it might be 7%. So if you're earning like a quarter percent, or I think it's, I think he was earning like 0.3 something or uh, percent on average. If you're earning that type of return, 
you're losing buying power. Even though you're not losing money, you're losing buying power. And if you start compounding that year after year, which is actually what's been happening, it's not going to be a pretty picture. So we actually did a financial plan and we said, oh my goodness, this is not going to work for him. So I think the first thing that we did for him was we said, okay, let's take a look at your perspective on the market and let's look at the market itself and let's see how we should analyze it. He thinks that the market has gone up so high that it's probably not going to go up higher. It's probably going to come down. And then I said, you know, I want you to really look at some history here to help you understand how this market works. And I said, first thing to think about is from 1929 to today, the market has had 15 times where it's gone down 20% or more, 15 bear markets, uh -huh. okay? So that means that on average, the market goes relatively up mm -hmm. for about seven years, you know, in a wiggly line. It doesn't go straight up. It just, you know, goes a little up and down, but it generally goes in the up direction for about seven years on average. It could be four years, it could be 10 years, but an average of seven years. And then it takes a sharp decline for about 1.3 years on average, and then the process starts over again. So the market in general just keeps on going up, you know, but then it crashes and then it goes back up again. You know, at least historically, that's what's always happened. So I said, let's take a look at last year. Okay. Okay. Now, last year, January, February, March, the stock market, the S&P 500, went down 33%. Yep. And then the market came all the way back, and actually, the S&P 500 finished up 16.8%. Nice. So I said to him, I said, you know, in your line of thinking, that shouldn't happen, but here's what I want you to think about. Why did the market do what it did. I mean, we know our economy went way down and the economy did come back, but certainly not back to where it was and certainly not almost 17% to the good. So what I explained to him was that the biggest reason I feel the market did what it did is because the government was printing money like crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe 20% of all the money in circulation right now was printed last year. Wow. You know, so when the government prints money like that, they devalue the dollar. So it's like if you have a company with a thousand shares outstanding, and let's say you own a hundred shares of that company, well, you own 10%. But if out of the blue, the company prints up another thousand shares, now you only own 5% of the company. Mm -hmm. So by printing shares or by printing dollars, they're devaluing those shares or they're devaluing the dollars. So it takes more dollars to buy the shares of stock. And that's why we're seeing the stock market rise like it is. You know, so I asked him, I said, well, do you believe the government's going to continue to print money? And he said, yeah. I said, mm -hmm. that's what's driving the market. Mm hmm. And that finally made some sense to him. And I said, well, knowing what you know now, what kind of risk tolerance do you think that you'd feel comfortable with? So he said, you know, if we had a big market crash again and your portfolio went down a little bit, you know, what could you tolerate? What could you feel comfortable with to try and get a better return? Yeah. And he said, well, you know, probably about 15%. I'll tell you why I went into that with mm -hmm. him. The reason I went into that with him is because when we did the financial plan for him with his current portfolio, right. he was going to run out of money. Ooh. His probability of success was zero. That's Inflation was going to let him run out of money as soon as he didn't have that income coming in from his work. 
uh-huh. you know, so or not as soon, but over the years it would, and you know his money would run out prior to him passing away. So I said you have to have some tolerance of risk, and so we agreed on fifteen percent. So by creating a portfolio that allowed him, you know, pretty much a maximum drawdown of, of around that fifteen percent mark, we were able to create a portfolio that from two thousand two on forward would have averaged six point three percent. Now, his portfolio from 2002 on forward averaged 0.29. So by changing the furniture, rearranging the investments, what we were able to do was getting from a 0% probability of success to a 98% probability of success. So we were able to really, really save his financial plan from really not really understanding how these things worked. And if you're out there and you have a big chunk of money in the bank, you know, because you're afraid you're going to lose, you're going to lose, you're going to lose. What you really do need to do is you really need to come in, have a conversation with us. Let's talk some logic. Let's talk about what are the things that you can do. And if you continue doing what you're doing, what's going to happen? We have the software to figure all that out for you. And if you make some changes, what can happen? You know, and I think you're going to be significantly better off. Find out more at a abetterwayfinancial.com. Investment advisory services offered through a Betterway Financial LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. A Betterway Financial is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Frank and Nick Guida. NPN Insurance License Number 1978362 and Number 1636478.